0: Pump your froggers! How long, how long until uh, this computer crashes, you think? Gotta, uh, I mean, I thought it was going to be today. Gotta dip into the Patreon. Welcome to Don't Be an Idiom. It's season
1: four, four or more. And we are still free to listen to <laughs> but you watch out brought to you
0: ad free even after three full seasons of don't we're still bring it bringing it to you ad free
1: five long years of staring in way the more than ten.
0: Of five.
1: grizzled faces <laughs>
0: graying stubble albert's not aging well through the process <laughs> of making this
1: This is killing me. Making this show is killing me.
0: Listen, thanks for your patience. We took a little uh, two month break um, just to to reassess uh, whether we should keep going or not. Or, like, like, still be friends at all. Still be friends. Maybe just go separate ways. Like, should we even continue living?
1: I know. Like, are we going to just. Just be friends for the rest of our life, and then one of us dies. Yeah, that's and then we're like, that's literally, like, that's exactly the thing, what's right? going to happen unless we're in the car at the same time. And then it's like, Shelley's like, if I allow you to, I am not staying around <laughs> that for the rest of your life. And she points to me, and I'm like, what?
0: Wait, so when do we die in this uh, scenario?
1: Well, I mean, we'll just die whenever we die, yeah, but yeah. it would be funny if we're like talking about when we die, and then, like, out of left field, mm. Shelly comes in and be like, and now eventually this is over. Yeah. Shelly, oh. you've been very good to me putting up with me and Ryan for all these years.
0: Many ex girlfriends have, yes, have detested <laughs> the relationship that Albert and I have. It's, <laughs> it's been a point of yeah, uh, contention. I'm, I'm a
1: home wrecker. <laughs>
0: You know, I seriously—you have know. to think of it. Even some of our guy friends.
1: <laughs> exactly. Been oh contention. my god! I know, right? <laughs> we're
0: f- friends are dropping like flies over here.
1: They are. You know, it's just, they're just jealous of our love. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or but like, if, if
1: I can't be that happy, I want to kill myself. Or
0: it's that they just wish one of us would be dead so badly. You just gotta wait around. We're all, or we're all eventually gonna <laughs> kick the bucket. <laughs> eh. It's an idiom. idiom. So Don't Be an Idiom is a show where we explore the origin stories of common phrases and idioms. Um, We have each brought one to the the radio show today.
1: On old time radio. And we also dispel myths. We dispel myths about We dispel myths about words. About words, yeah.
0: Right? That's true because a, a lot of times when we're... Researching will find false histories that have been believed for a long time, which can be very fun. They're usually more fun,
1: and then but then we get to put them to bed.
0: Right, it feels good putting things to bed.
1: It does. Plus, we still get to have like fun with it one last time. Then we're like, but that's fake, and that's the end. And then
0: no one else can talk about it other than us. And luckily, there aren't any other idiom shows. So, and
1: if there are, don't call in.
0: (laughs) Uh. Yeah, no, they they're not listening. It's okay. Yeah, no. So, Albert, you had a couple things to say. It's season quite four we're a back. Few things. Yeah, okay, that's... there's there's uh you, you you've learned some things about <laughs> stroke storks.
1: Oh yeah. So, my friend at work, <laughs> my friend at work, storks. Julia, I told her about the show, and then one day like she was like, "Oh, how about that?" And then like weeks later, she's like, "Uh, hey, I was thinking about uh you know how like storks bring babies, <laughs> you know, and Yeah kids cartoons i guess or whatever fairy tales or right nursery rhymes yeah all that everyone knows right and it's like she was like where what's the whole deal with that is that like an idiom and i was like i don't it's not an idiom but like it is it there's a reminiscence of a feeling of wanting to hunt down that origin you know Right, right yeah so what
0: is it so we looked
1: it up um all right so Basically, the the historians have agreed that they believe it comes from around Germany and Norway in like medieval times. Oh, yeah, and it feels like a
0: German thing. It could be a German thing. Oh, yeah, because they have all the fairy tales and things.
1: Yeah, das Stork,
0: <laughs> das Stork,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <so>. das Stork. <laughs> that's your so, German. See, that's my like German. And um, not bad, actually. <laughs> thank you. So they okay. They will always try to conceive children around the summer solstice because it's related to fertility. And the uh, storks in that area they migrate. They like leave during the summer and they have a nine-month migration. So in the spring when they come back to have their little babies, most of the people that were having sex during the summer solstice are also having their babies. So like it became like a symbol, and they're related to that. I
0: see. Right? That's like totally. It makes
1: like makes sense because you know what. Even like I have had that thought many times. I'm yeah. like, "What the fuck? Is that just like a completely random thought?" But it's so not. All these
0: Germans are looking out their window and they're seeing storks back. And yeah, they're like well, you pe- know what's happening. A lot of people did the dirty nine months ago,
1: <laughs> and his wife's like, "I know. not Oh, owie, owie, owie.
0: <laughs> That's not a fair representation of child, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
1: owie, owie, owie.
0: <laughs> Well, I'm
1: sure it doesn't tickle.
0: It no, no, it's...
1: Yeah. All right, but to, to finish this out, we've oh, got right. to also know about this is that this whole thing became, like, re-popularized by Hans Christian Andersen. He did a version of The Storks, right? Yeah. Where they would go to... They pluck dreaming babies from ponds and lakes and deliver them to the families, mm-hmm. right? But uh, sometimes, like... I guess you would already have to have kids in this version, but it's like if you have a family that's once a baby, but you have kids that are like misbehave and are little shits, mm-hmm. then the stork will deliver you a dead baby. Ooh,
0: dark. Right? Yeah. So, and that's the. What version is that?
1: That's in like Hans Christian oh. Andersen's version, yeah.
0: You think that he would have you know maybe tamed it down from the original but it's actually the other way around i
1: mean yeah well yeah i think that might be his that might be his signature swirl right there that'd be funny
0: if all of his signature swirls were dead babies (laughs) yeah
1: He's like, and and, and it's like, and it's can, a dead baby. And how can I make this uh, a little
0: bit more interesting? I know, I'll add another dead baby.
1: But in this one, there's millions upon millions of dead babies. And in this other one, there's just one big dead baby.
0: Yeah. And you'd be like, honey, I got another great idea. And she's just like standing on a pile of dead babies like, where do you get all these ideas? And he's like, "I don't
1: know. They I just must, come to me. I must be touched. <laughs> touched from above."
0: I like that's his German.
1: <laughs> that's why he doesn't fit in.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> and that's where that uh that's where that accent came from. He, exactly. he immigrated over here. Exactly.
1: But look at him now.
0: <laughs> he's a, he's a, "Yeah, he's German uh German uh Germany's what do you call that? Uh, like America's sweetheart, German. Germany's sweetheart." <laughs> that's funny Germany, sweetheart alright what else we, I was going to say something about um, GoPuff
1: oh everyone's favorite GoPuff
0: yeah listen do you guys know what GoPuff is right. I'm raising my
1: hand right. I'm raising my hand
0: it's just like it's an app and you can they. I guess they bring like groceries and, and whatever you order yeah you
1: get high and then they just bring anything <laughs> you could possibly want sure if you're into that kind of stuff yeah not us though we're just saying not that we're not into it we're just we're just being neutral on the subject for lawyeristic reasons
0: <laughs> lawyeristic um so i was curious i was like why is it called go puff and so i was thinking about it cuz i like i i was walking down um 13th street or or something or no no or 14th
1: or 15th, or 15th.
0: <laughs> and i saw a go puff it was a physical go puff i know i saw so it finally recently too so anyway so i was like so i looked it up and I thought, I was like, oh, this is kind of idiomatic why this is called GoPuff. So, yes. first of all, it's a Philadelphia company started by Take two Drexel in. students, Yakir Gola and Rafael Ilishayev. They started it in Philly. Now it's all now there's like, I don't know, 600 different GoPuff right. spots. And um, anyway, it was originally meant to be hookah delivery. So they Can would, you
1: believe it? <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's just, no, I it, and so you're puffing the hookah, so that's why it's called go right. puff. But then they're like, well, we can also just do this with other things besides hookah to everything.
1: And there you go, toenail clippers, mm. cotton Schwabs. <laughs> cotton Schwabs. cotton Schwabs. So yeah, well, I mean, because I just assume they were being cute when they made that and it was like this is for potheads like of course it makes
0: like i never really thought that that makes well
1: you know why because timmy introduced me to it and i was like oh this duh like i'm like oh i can get any ben and jerry's just fucking come over and have me some ben and jerry's yeah it seems so designed for potheads yeah yeah but it's it's funny that it's not that's like a misnomer right
0: so there you go so if you have a Go Puff in your town, just remember it's called Puff because of the hookah. It's called hookah town. Used to, it's called, really called hookah town. <laughs> um, one other idiom that uh, we, that has kind of entered our personal vernacular is clown food.
1: Uh, no, 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 not entered, one that we've created.
0: Yeah, yeah, we I, I created it, but now it's like it, we use it all the time. Yeah, it's like actually part of we our, use it
1: and it was kind of thoughtless, really. Because it was
0: a lyric in a song that we wrote yeah okay so episode 39 it's called the city that never slurps it ends with a boondock song about an army trainee and his and a frog (laughs) frog that that tells
1: him to like eat ice cream
0: (laughs) in the song maybe we'll play during the break yeah
1: let's do that
0: actually (laughs) so um the uh frog tells him to eat all the ice cream (laughs) and so and the the, uh
1: (laughs) Sergeant, like, marches them
0: to death. (laughs) Sergeant barges in, and then um, he's like, you know, you're eating clown food Mm -hmm. all day. You know, like, Mm -hmm. in my head, I was imagining, like, pink ice cream, you know, like, strawberry (laughs) ice cream or something. Like, there you are, eating clown food. (laughs) So now we say clown food all the time because it's so appropriate. It
1: is, but what's funny is it's like it's kind of just started to happen naturally and even though we came up with this whole thing you kind of don't even really think about it then you're like wait whoa 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 like that's that is an idiom that's been created in a natural way we like caught one right like we we actually did what we wanted this show to do (laughs)
0: yeah although it's sort of idiomatic but it's also kind of literal like
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's not though it's not because there is what these clowns eat like you assume they eat like the popcorn and, and like half-eaten cotton candy, half eaten cotton candy. Like, yeah. It's like the trash that people throw out, right? I mean, From the carnival or the circus I guess that is what they Like eating. what else would they eat? Right
0: And so, yeah I,
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess there's like really well-manicured clowns that are like How dare you, sir? I'll I, uh, have the finest ribeye this side of Mississippi Caramel-covered ribeye Caramel-covered Obviously <laughs>
0: Anyway, so the point is that sometimes, like if Albert's like, today all he had was like a tasty cake, four Milky Ways, some Skittle, some Skittles, and uh, some ice cream. I'd be like, "That's that's clown food." That's clown. That's what I live on. (laughs) It's all clown food. So anyway, um, you know, we'll we'll play that track for you. We can't
1: all survive on caprese salads over here. (laughs) Caprese.
0: Some people emphasize that shit. Caprese is not—it's not how you yeah, say anything. Yeah, what do they say? What do they say? I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say it because no matter what I say now, you're going to make fun of me. <laughs> but no, I swear, I swear. People are like, listen, I'll have a Caprese salad, Caprese. But okay, like, okay, yeah, all right, well, I did the accent. If you're like Caprese. <laughs> Give me a Caprese salad. I mean, there's plenty of people that are saying that. Give me again. a Caprese. Dude, dude, I, think, I think Tommy literally says Caprese. <laughs> I'll have one espresso, a caprese, and gnocchi.
1: It's right here on the menu.
0: I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that out loud.
1: It's here. You can read it.
0: Thanks for hanging out. This minute, great. Donna. Yeah,
1: this is this is awesome. Oh, yeah,
0: that's one. Okay, so um, let's get into, in, get into the game. Um, we're gonna play a game to see to see who goes first. Yes, we are. Then whoever goes first is gonna they'll finally tell you an idiom. I know if this right. is your first time listening, you're like, this isn't about idioms. This oh yeah, yeah, no, no, you just time. yeah,
1: you just got through the that's the, the, the popular
0: lead-in top of the show, the top of the show, and now it's gonna be all idiom origin. It's a
1: little stuff. more off the cuff. You get the you get a little bit deeper sense of who we are,
0: there, which is very important. <laughs> yeah. Kay. that's
1: how the audience falls in love with you
0: uh-huh. so or hate
1: um, right <laughs> so what I thought we would do is play a little game of left right center you ever played that right? I think so how does that go? it's got dice and uh, little chips yeah and you just roll the dice and like if you if it's center you keep it in center if it says left pass to the person you left that other one passes to the right and then whoever has their chips left at the end wins okay so this will probably be one that we want to, you know, fast forward through. Yeah, maybe fast forward through this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I go have a glass of milk.
0: <laughs> I was <like> mayonnaise. <laughs>
1: We're back. So it turns out I did not have left, right, center. I brought four other effing games, but not that one. Um, and I announced it so confidently. But uh, we, we played... Yahtzee. We played... Well, technically it's Kismet, which is oh, like Kismet. a... Kismet. Which is like a rip-off Yahtzee, okay. which... I think it's exactly the same as Yahtzee. It's just called Yismet. <laughs> Kismet. Kismet. You know, so... Okay. Um, so I'm a fan. I got four fours. I've got... I was was going for a straight, I didn't get anything. So uh, So Ryan's the big winner. All
0: right, so today's idiom, you know, some people, they might say that they've got an axe to grind with me.
1: Oh, righty-o. An axe to grind. My
0: idiom is axe to grind.
1: Well, uh, axe to grind is usually when you're like, you're like angry with someone or you have like a, I feel like it's like you just got like a a feud or a chip on your shoulder about that person.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a couple definitions, that's one of them. So one of them is to have a dispute to take up with someone. Like so yeah, you're like I a gotta, disagreement. I, I gotta yeah, I got an to grind with this guy. I don't yeah. like what he's been saying about my wife.
1: You know what? Actually, though, the way you put it, it actually seems a little bit more um, proactive, right? Where I feel like you could like hold a grudge, but you could do oh, it quietly, sure. right? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then, but this guy is like Orgeral, you know, whoever you are, you could just go and be like, "They're gonna take care of it. They want to enter into the conflict." It does sound like that, right? Yeah. A
0: little bit. So that's also more of like a British um, definition, and in, mm. in America, mm. it. It, there's like an added layer which is um to have an alter, ulterior motive
1: really yeah an axe to grind has an ulterior motive yeah isn't
0: that weird i a only... selfish aim or motive doing something for selfish reasons
1: i gotta i've never heard it in that context i know isn't that weird have you no like here's a here's like i a would sentence. think maybe the if article... it was the other way around like maybe if that was like the popular british one and here
0: like here's an uh, like a sample sentence the article criticized the new software, but the author had an axe to grind as its manufacturer had fired his son.
1: Okay. Well Okay. But he also has the anger. Right. So, so it kind what of I mean, like, I have an like, axe like... to grind. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, so it's if, like if you're that, doing something negative for a personal vendetta kind of thing. Y- yeah. But I don't, I, it doesn't necessarily have mean it has pro- to be negative.
0: The, oh, it doesn't have to but be. But it's just something so you can benefit from it. Or there's some there's some selfish wow. reason why you're doing it.
1: You know what? I think it's good you're bringing this to the table. I think it's probably misunderstood by a lot of
0: people. But but yeah, it's just weird though because it also has that like having a strong personal opinion or um, or having a dispute with someone. So kind of makes a,
1: sense. So there's kind of a, a few different... We might be in the midst of a, like a changing idiom. Hmm. You know, it hmm. might be evolving in, in our eyes and we're trying to look at it. It's like <talk> <Firth> squishy. <laughs>
0: squishy, yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I, we've all at least heard it and, and we have probably, you know, maybe we've even used it, if I may be so bold.
1: I may, you may be. Maybe we've even thought about it while looking in the mirror. How do you spell the word Axe. That's a great question. Good sometimes point. it seems like it's
0: ax, and sometimes it seems like it's axe. You're you're exactly right. Sometimes it is ax, and sometimes it's axe. Why? The only diff- like well, the one of the main differences is in Britain they spell it with an e. Of course, that's so Amer- cool. <laughs> and In America we spell it just ax. Right, but both countries apparently use both of them wow. like a lot. So to that's me, like, like, to me it's axe, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean. Well, you're more on the British side. I'm not, no, I'm not British yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah, it's just cultured. Uh. <laughs> it's like gray and gray. You know, I like to use the one e. You know, yeah, that's yeah, fun. You know, it's... gray is like gray.
0: <laughs> sure,
1: yeah. Uh, the Earl Gray. You know, Earl Gray. Yeah, yeah, with the e. Yeah.
0: Oh, I definitely prefer a gray with an e. Definitely. I prefer axe with an e.
1: Me too. Because well, you... we're we're British boys. We're British
0: boys. <laughs> yeah. For our for all of our English listeners, we're British boys. Now.
1: <laughs> Good day, mate.
0: <laughs> um, oh man. So anyway, I, d- yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to say? Because I'll
1: I'll just get into this shit. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say I'll just cut it all out. <laughs> I'm just gonna cut all this out. <laughs> um, no, I got I have to guess where it comes from. Oh which is, shit! Which right. Is, if it's a first time listener, uh, they're gone you already. Know. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> We are getting to the show where something we where you learn something about the word. Yeah. Um, we guess uh what where the idiom comes from because that was like this that's how this whole thing. All right. So what's your
0: guess for axe to grind?
1: I'm an axe to grind. Hmm. Okay. All right. This is gonna be tough to get through, but um. So for all. I I want. I want to like. I want to set the scene where it's like, imagine like caveman days mixed with the modern world kind of thing, right? Okay. So yeah. it's like, kind of like cave. So here? Like that's the thing. It's like, oh, no one knows. It's like, I feel like it's still in the future. Okay. <laughs> it's like when the Flintstones went to the Jetsons. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Right? Yeah. So imagine that, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, But like, everyone's Fred. Okay. So like, there's these like. You know, futuristic Neanderthals, and they like, their whole deal is like, you gotta go down to the axe fucking factory. You're gonna make axes, right? Okay, yeah. But you're, they're futuristic like, yeah, people yeah. making axes, all right. And, but they're like doing it old school with like, um, like a big, you know, like these big like stone wheels, yeah. and like, you know, it's stone and then it's like stick. It's like cavemen stuff, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? But it's like pretty, it's pretty m- modernized in the way where it's just like this weird, like, millions of them just doing it all the time uh-huh. you know um so you kind of lose yourself you lose your, your sense of identity be like am I just a worker drone kind of thing mm-hmm. like what is life mm-hmm. <laughs> so like there's these neighbors you got like Ivan and um Roy Meir and then they're like oh you gotta go, gotta go to work right and mm-hmm. it's like you know the parking lot is like so big because mm-hmm. Um, because there's just like everyone on the planet is working at the axe making
0: okay. place. Yeah.
1: Right? <laughs> this so- is one of the more so-
0: out there guesses, which couldn't actually even be a real thing that I've heard on this show. <laughs> this is pure fantasy.
1: <laughs> we are. <laughs> we're trying to spice it up and get some new younger <laughs> listeners. It's not going to work. Radical, you, radical listeners. Usually
0: our guesses are. Grounded somewhere in reality, but I okay. just would
1: like to say, yeah. When we started this show, I thought we were supposed like when we and Ryan were talking about it, right, and we were like, all right, we'll make this guess right. And I'm just like, okay. So I was trying to actually be like, where could it maybe really come from? <laughs> That's <right>? the point. <laughs> no, no, no. And then like I gave my guess. I was like, right, that, that sort of makes sense. And Ryan does this whole funny thing about a circus and everything. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's more performative with it. You but, know what I mean? but also
0: if you don't if you have no clue you might as well just make up no a, a this story is this that... is this is my story yeah. all right yeah you know what
1: i mean but yeah, like yeah. i feel like we need to expand our universe a little bit oh okay right I, like, sure what's coming out of albert's head at this moment <laughs> great question <All laughs> it right, might continue. never happen
0: again so a bunch of fred flintstones are working at the axe factory <laughs> in the future in the future <laughs> yeah, go
1: so, ahead so but um uh so Ivan is always like he's pull, you know he's pulling in he hates his fucking life he's mm-hmm. pulling into work in this like million spot parking lot mm-hmm. and he's going for it and then Ramir, or whatever I said the other guy's name was yeah. he cuts him off and like takes the parking spot and he's like hey neighbor like how's it going like you know he doesn't even know he's just cuz he's like happy go lucky right yeah. and then Ivan is just like Oh, because then you zoom out and it's just like endless parking lots. <laughs> and this happens day after day after uh-huh. day. And Ivan is just slipping a little bit closer to the edge. Yeah. And then, you know like one day he finally can't take it anymore mm-hmm. and then he sees him going for the spot and he T-bones him and he's ramming the car and he jumps out he's like oh, "Redmere, i got to go to work i got an axe to grind
0: <laughs> literally has an axe to grind
1: <laughs> it's all he wants to do is go to work which he hates <laughs> wow
0: and i also like how you know this idiom is from the future <laughs> It's yeah, yeah. It's the, even though idioms are the, supposed to have been a part of our language, and we're talking about the history of them. Your guess is that this happens after the the publication of this episode.
1: Yes. Okay. Good. But this is, you know, we're 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 having fun with language. Oh, we're having fun. Who knows? If the like, if there's some sort of like nuclear fallout, and this tape is the only thing that survives humanity, they might build the new world around what we just talked about. Great point. Yeah. So it's important. So that's
0: something to think about. <laughs> well, the actual. Was I right? No, that was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that was absolutely wrong. <laughs> the only part you got right in there was Axe. Anyway. (laughs) Okay. So Axe to Grind has been around, as far as we know, since the late 1700s. And pretty much everyone and their mother attributes this to Benjamin Franklin. He always has to get a taste. Who is a a Philly fixture here, uh, not only in American history, but Philadelphia history. And, and he's stranger than fiction. And he is stranger than fiction. We've already talked about him a lot. If you're a long time listener, then you've heard us bring up Benjamin Franklin before. He gets his butt into
1: everything. Everything, you know. And it's naked. It is naked a, a lot of time. It's amazing. He actually is, seems bigger than life, kind of thing. Really, I think even when he was alive, he was bigger than life. That's what I mean. Like, it almost wouldn't it be crazy if someone like found some sort of scroll or something, and they uh-huh. were like. Benjamin Franklin was actually 20 different men over 300 years, wow. and they just took all the most interesting stories and morphed them into one man.
0: Yeah, it would, it would take the magic out of him. I'm
1: just saying. Well, no, that's kind of cool, too, though.
0: <laughs> we could walk to Benjamin Franklin's grave. He's buried, like, right over uh, on the 13th.
1: Yeah, it's not that scenic, actually, where he's positioned.
0: Philadelphia, yeah, that's for I know, sure. but it's like
1: right up against the gate, right at the road.
0: <laughs> you think they'd give him a big old, big old obelisk or big old yeah, tub,
1: big He'd old be grave like, tub? Art thou another pothole? Art thou? <laughs>
0: All right, so um, everyone's heard of Benjamin Franklin's autobiography, and he, there's a story in there, and actually, it's you know, do you remember? Have you ever? Do you ever have to like read the autobiography in school or something? And like in it, the
1: autobiography of him,
0: yeah, God, dude, I don't think so. Um, Cause there's these pages in there. Like it starts with him. Like he wants to do better. So he starts keeping track on a calendar of like his faults, things that he like that happened to him. Okay. Sure. And and so he's like, all right, I'm going to focus on not doing that tomorrow. And like, he would like chart all this shit. And so while he was doing this, he was this, this story came to his mind. And it was about his neighbor. Apparently, his neighbor was a, a smith, like a blacksmith. And the blacksmith was telling him how one day this guy came to see him. And he's like, I want you to, to like, grind this axe, like, polish it up so much that it looks like the edge. That both sides of the axe look like the edge, you know? So, it's, like, really shiny. Oh, okay. And so, the, the smith was like, all right. Like, well, I'll, I'll do that for you. But, like, you know, I'll stand here and you grind the stone for me. And so, the guy's like, all right, yeah, this is going to be fun. And so he's grinding the stone, and the smith's just pushing the axe as hard as he can and as heavily as he can oh. on the grindstone, making it harder to grind for the guy. Okay. And so, and the guy would come and check on it and be like, okay, so I guess we need a, need, need some more grinding, huh? And the smith's like, yeah, it's like, isn't we're anywhere near as shiny as the edge. Oh,
1: he's fucking with yeah, him. Yeah, he's
0: fucking with him. So then, like, wow. the guy goes back, and he's going, he's going, he's going. And so he did, just does this for a long time, and then he comes... And it's still not shiny. And he he basically is like, um, well, we still got some more turning to do. And the guy goes, Uh, you know what? I think I like a speckled axe best.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, you do. You fucking. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, on a second thought, I think I'll just go home. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And the axe grinder's like, you fucking, fucking freaking thinking you little fancy.
0: <laughs> He's got a stupid little axe is too heavy for him. So like the decorative axe, too? Yeah, uh, it's decorative. Well, it's speckled.
1: Well, uh, because he couldn't I get couldn't it all shine super it. shiny. I know.
0: So Franklin drew the parallel like that, that we should always allow a few faults in ourselves. Oh, you know yeah. What I mean, like he was being too hard on himself. And he was just like you know what it's okay to be a speckled axe you know we don't have to be like perfectly shiny and stuff
1: right so i'm just gonna live a life of debauchery
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's right (laughs) i mean pretty much uh so he he never uses the obviously never uses the 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 phrase axe to grind yeah um but also the where's where's the meaning in there because we can assume maybe like the guy is gonna hold a grudge against the axe grinder.
1: But oh, see, I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking that the grinder. The moment he's got an that axe you, to grind with the guy. Because the moment that the guy, like it sounds like when when you first said it, and it's like I want a mm. mirrored glaze on this thing. I was like, oh, that's okay. Yeah, like, but it, yeah. that must be like a lot of work, or so it must right. be like, or like almost to the point of like. I bet it's one of these things. Well, then you ruin the integrity of the axe. <laughs> like It's like, you don't ruin understand the integrity the, of the axe. And then he's like, but it's decorative. It's decorative axes. I like, don't deserve an axe. <laughs> <laughs> but it, like, so I'm thinking, in my yeah. mind, not to cut you it's off, the Smith. but it's that he's like, oh, this the axe. Like, it's like, that's him.
0: Yeah. I get it. I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's not... It's a lot of um, conjecture, you have to make a conjecture. Yeah. By these so characters. how does it jump, how does it morph? So here's here's the thing, so this guy, Charles Minor, um, he wrote the actual phrase, axe to grind. Mm-hmm. And this was in 1810. And this is another Pennsylvania guy, which is kind of interesting. Yes. And I was like, oh God, another, like this, this guy's gonna be terrible. Like if he, right. if he was in America and he was alive in the 1800s, he was probably terrible. Oh yeah. But I learned a cool thing about him that he was a member of Congress eventually and he proposed to end the slave trade in D.C. and he wanted to abolish slavery Like, everywhere. Oh, right. And he was the first congressman to continuously bring this up. Because obviously the rest of them were like, no, no, we need (laughs) slaves. They like it. They Yeah, they have a sense of purpose. He was the first congressman to continuously bring it up every, like, session and stuff. And he's
1: like, and I got a crazy hair and mustache, too. (laughs) woo
0: (laughs) Charles Minor's a fun guy.
1: I bet he's like, yeah. So Well, they looked at him like a freak, I'm sure.
0: Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah. um, Nice. That's great. Local hero. He also wrote The History of Wyoming. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah. It's 600 pages. I didn't read Ah, it. Ah, wow. So he, yeah, clearly he's he's a politician, but before that he was, uh, he had a magazine that he wrote for, and I think he owned it with his brother too.
1: (laughs) Wyoming
0: Unlimited. And he wrote an essay, he just loved Wyoming, (laughs) why not? (laughs) why I think I will some more so he wrote this essay called Who'll Turn Grindstone and it's it's a story it's, it's got, it's, in a way it's similar to the Benjamin Franklin story hmm. so the, his story is a little boy sees a guy and the guy is an axe and he's like well, hey there, little boy. You you look like a nice little boy. Does your father have a grindstone? Oh, boy. And the boy's like, yes. <laughs> he's like, well, aren't you the handsomest devil? I just want to pat you oh, on the head. Oh, no. <laughs> Can I borrow that grindstone? And the boy's like,
1: oh, sure.
0: <laughs> and he's like... The boy just was like so happy to be flattered by this this guy carrying an
1: axe. I want to pat you on the head. I'm not going to pat you on the head, but I want to.
0: So then they go to the grindstone together, and he's grinding the axe. He's like, "You go to school, little boy." And the boy's like, "Yeah." And He's like, "I bet you're really smart." Oh and like, my god! So the whole thing is him flattering this kid, and then once the um, <laughs> once the uh, the axe is like finally ground, I guess to his his liking. He turns on him and he's like, now you little rascal, you've played the truant, scud to
1: school or you'll rue it.
0: What? <laughs> That's what he says to him. What? So as soon as he got what he wanted, he like was really rude to the kid and the kid never forgot that. Whoa. And so and so, I'm just going to read you like, it ends with these, these like kind of like six, five or six verses that all sort of end with Axe to Grind. So he says, uh, when I see a merchant overpolite to his customers, begging them to taste a little brandy and throwing half his goods on the counter, thinks I, that man has an axe to grind.
1: Hmm. Oh, when he's I, trying to get them drunk so they can buy some more spirit.
0: When I have seen a man of doubtful character patting a girl on the cheek, praising her sparkling eye and ruby lip and giving her a sly squeeze. Beware, my girl, thought I, or you will find to your sorrow that you have been turning grindstone for a villain. Whoa. So... This is this is the first time axe to grind was used wow. metaphorically, and that was in eighteen ten. So the thing is it's like some people think some attribute to Benjamin Franklin, but you know, it's possible that maybe he was Charles Minor was a little inspired by Franklin. I think so. So I don't know. So they, I, I, it's a kinda of double a double whammy.
1: I like it. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it's kinda of like funny that last story, because it's like You kind of say that about every human that does every nice thing. That's like the whole uh, like philosophical question: like, is there anything as any such thing as like an unselfish act? Right? Mm. It's like because even if you're just like you know doing something nice for somebody, it's like because then you feel good because Mm -hmm. of that. But it's like, but that's good too. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, that's good.
1: I mean, he's squeezing her, and the ruby lips come on.
0: He's gonna, but he has a selfish ulterior motive, you know? That's that's what Charles uh, Minor was saying.
1: You no, know, I get it. But, yeah. like, why? I mean, young people dating. Why are they Access dating? just the grind. Yeah, women have needs. Yeah, so I've heard. To,
0: <laughs> yeah, what women In do In the you history know? books. He's right about it. Yeah. Um, so then I got thinking about uh, that. That's pretty much with Axe to Grind uh, We all started loving it and using it Loving
1: it, I love it
0: But I was like, what are some other axe idioms And the only other one I could think of was um, To get the axe, to get fired You know, like, ah I got the axe yesterday Not I'm um, back on unemployment Yeah, anything to it? No, <laughs> but <laughs> It's like a reference to executioners Like chopping oh, heads off Duh,
1: yeah Alright, so the oh, duh. I didn't actually, I actually did not connect that. Oh, you just said duh,
0: which made it seem like you knew that already. No, no, no. I'm saying duh to myself. Like, well, that's the thing. I was like, is this obvious to
1: everyone that to no. get the axe is like executioner no. style, get your head cut off? It makes so much sense, but I just think of it as like a blunt kind of a thing. Like, like ah, you're getting axed. Like, cutting like, the like, contract. Just cutting any. Yeah. Like, but I didn't go to like executioner, which. Yeah. It almost makes too much sense,
0: right? I'm just wondering if anyone has ever really thought about it. Not me, because I'm was like, oh yeah, well that makes obviously now, but now I can't remember before I read the information. You know but there I mean? is
1: that is where
0: it, it kind of starts from. So I just wanted to, um, I just wanted to. Well, and then there's also bury the hatchet. I I knew that I didn't want to include hatchets in it. Okay, yeah, right. They're different. We, uh, we haven't really talked about Bury the Hatchet, which no, we, we should.
1: I think we both just know it. Yeah. That's why we kind of don't. But, but you right. know what? Maybe we'll do a me- uh, like a Megasode or something.
0: Like okay, not know.
1: I don't know.
0: <laughs> so um, I was reading about uh, beheadings, like a decapita- decapitation. As one
1: normal <laughs> person
0: does. And so the words capital offense, capital crime, capital punishment, they come from the Latin uh, caput. C-A-P-U-T which means head and then I thought oh kaput and I was like when you say kaput is that where that comes from because like head that would make sense to me and I I know and so I was like oh my god this is definitely going to be it and so then I'm like Mm. looking up the the Latin translation and it's used in France and and I'm like okay kaput you're dead your head's off and then I found out that that's not where kaput comes from so, but then I realized that this is an idiom. This is kind of like a train, you know. I, I, I oh, I was kept... on
1: the train. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> and so, I'm late sometimes. I'm running to the train. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I was like, oh Kaput 'coquett' doesn't come from that, which would make sense. It comes from a French card game. Oh, that's been that's one of the most popular games in France. It's been around since the 1600s, at least. Maybe maybe like the 1400s, but." Uh, it's called P-K, Piquet. Okay. P i q u e t. Okay. Piquet. And I was trying to watch a video about how the game works. Uh huh. I was. F- that's the one I was falling asleep at. I was like, <laughs> I was falling asleep. It was so confusing, so <laughs> I- exhausting to hear about. I dare someone to tell me they know how to play this game.
1: <laughs> and there's just like a bunch of French guys being like, Ha ha ha! We bullet, bullet, We got
0: but anyway, it's a, it's a two it's a two player game, and you can get points basically like rack up points by getting certain yeah, things. Yeah, you it's all about points. It's All about the points. And uh, if if you get all something like all twelve tricks, then it's kaput, meaning you've won. Like you've won. Okay. So, so to say someone's so then that's and then the Germans took it and changed it to kaput, K A P U T T, and then it turned into I'm on the
1: train. Like, I'm on kaput. the train. I love it. Dude, so, that's crazy. See, now that is how word travels. That is how word travels? Yeah. You're that's right. Like, that's like a saying, right? Is it? Word travels. Word travels. <laughs> <laughs> word travels. <laughs> uh, you know, word travels. Isn't so that anyway, that's not? <laughs> um,
0: that was... Wait, how do we do this? Kapoor. No, <laughs> wrong. Um, and that, and that was, was Axe to Grind. Do we do that? <laughs> yeah. That was a Doobia Monster. That's mm. a Doobia Monster thing.
1: Yeah, you, anyway, you so always yell at me for doing it. I know. On I this show, remember. I'll be like, and that one. You're like, nope. But I just did it. I, I mean, I forgot. That's what's funny <laughs> now. And now I'm going like this. Wave my finger.
0: All right. So, anyway, that was Axe to Grind. We hope you learned something from that. I don't know. I don't there know was some history if in if you somewhere, can somewhere in there. But um, we're going to take a quick little musical break. And that's a wrap. And then uh, you could or also whatever. finish your we're cup of mayonnaise. And then uh, Oh and that's the way The cookie, the cookie crumbles right, And we'll be right And <laughs> we'll be right
1: back I spent a long day In the military With a bullfrog A bullfrog baby I'm standing in the kitchen With a sweet tooth jingle In the doorknob And knocking on the door ah. The chef was out of town So we started chowing down On that ice cream
0: That sweet cream baby Just then I turn around
1: I hear that awful sound of the sergeant stomping on the floor. Well, what do we have here, a couple of pigs? You can't sit around all day eating clown food. You're going down in the goo for a couple of scoops. Down in the goo. On, let's go. And we don't be an idiom and we're back from our slunch break where we ate soup. Oh my god, I'm so
0: hungry. I ate some saltines.
1: With yeah, with nothing.
0: Then Albert was saying how he likes oyster crackers.
1: Oh, I do. They're oyster, the best. They are nice. That's a luxury item.
0: I feel like if you enter Cape Cod, oyster crackers appear in your pockets. <laughs> yeah.
1: They and then, then you're like, where have I been? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, sure, yeah <laughs> But it's also like better than your old life Because you're in Cape Cod, man That's right, King Cod King Cod, alright So I want to introduce my idiom in a new way for season oh, Four. Three, four. <laughs> so, uh, let's see here Episode 65 oh, wait, It's episode 65 And, Ryan, have a listen to this little number telling we want information 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 you won't get it <laughs> by hook or by crook we will did you catch the idiom
0: by <laughs> by hook or by cook <laughs>
1: Uh, by hook or by crook, actually. By hook or by crook. The famous idiom that everyone knows and uses all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, on this idiom, you've joke, heard of it. sometimes you hear an idiom that you've never heard before. You've, but, and you still you've
1: heard history. of it. I know you have. No,
0: no. Hook or crook, right?
1: By hook or by crook.
0: <laughs> by hook or by crook.
1: By hook or by crook. Uh, yeah, I think... W- you know this one. Yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, by any
0: means necessary
1: by any means necessary, fair, or foul. Oh. La, 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 la. <laughs> is that a Macbeth reference? Yeah, I don't know,
0: actually. Is it? Does he say that? Fair or foul. Fair is foul. Fair, fair is, foul. is foul.
1: Yeah, I get that.
0: Uh, okay, so by hook or cranny is... you're. He's
1: messing with me on purpose. No, no, no by hook Before or by crook. Before you even start, that was the intro of my new favorite show, the Prisoner.
0: Oh, that looks good. The
1: BBC thing, yeah. Oh shit, that looks so good. So the reason is that in the seventies? Yeah. Oh. Or sixties. I don't oh. know. But um but yes. And I've been watching the show, The Prisoner, and the intro is the best thing I've ever heard. And I was like in the beginning he says that line mm. like we'll get the information by hook or by crook and that's where we you found the idiom well that's what made me want to do it I actually really have to cool. thank Mira of uh, a uh, local South Philly legend for p- Bringing it to my attention, but that was like years ago. Hmm. Like she had kind of mentioned, she's like, Oh, you should do by Hooker by Crook, and gave me like a brief rundown. I was like, Oh, that's that actually is pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. But I've just been it's been kind of like waiting and in then, the wings. It sh- then it just showed
0: up in the in, in the, the uh, prisoner, for which your I just, new sh- for your new show that you
1: like in the intro.
0: Wow, it's
1: such a fun intro. All right, if you so, haven't seen The Prisoner, just go watch the intro.
0: And this is like a BBC show, it's the best. It's huh. the BBC, okay. So uh, by hook or by crook just means, by any means necessary, fair or foul. Foul. Okay, good. All right. By hook or by crook, an idiom guess by Ryan Robert. Blank. Blank. Blank a blow.
1: An idiom in three par- In Three acts.
0: Okay, I think this is a British idiom. All right. Um, it helps that I know that it was in the, uh, the opening... Credits for the prisoner, uh, and I think this came came from the 1700s when there were a lot of mm. pirates. Right. Sure. Yeah. Pirates on beautiful ship ships, Blackbeard kind of stuff. Uh, that, was it? Was he, he early Blackbeard, 1800s? So cool. Was he early 1800s or 1700s?
1: You know it. He's going right through both right because through both. he's going to live forever. Ah, uh,
0: he, he he in is the a, minds of men. He's a timeless character, isn't he? I love his Jolly Roger. It's so cool. Yeah, like
1: the stab in the heart.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, the the time of of Blackbeard, um, th- there's no specific person that this is attributed to, but there would always be a pirate on the ship. Okay. Oh yeah, on, ev- on every ship or just on a pirate ship. All, all ships, oh, 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 all, all ships. ships. <laughs> okay. Well, well, pirate ships, pirate ma- navy ships. ships, royal navy ships. Right. Yeah. And he was the guy responsible for. Bringing in the fish, right? He was fishing sure. the whole the time. The navy is fishing. <laughs> well, there's a guy on the boat that's that's fishing for the fish that they will eat. Oh, for the dinner, officers for, for dinner? Yeah, night. sure, sure. I mean, yeah, just the the high the hierarchy. I mean, the you know the top of the hierarchy. Yeah, they
1: get the good fish. They get right. the good fish. Yeah.
0: Everyone else eats gruel. Yeah, slop <laughs> or gruel. They eat their slunch.
1: <laughs> they just eat whatever falls out of the uh, captain's latrines. <laughs>
0: It's just a direct hole to the bottom deck. That's awesome. <laughs> anyway, so this T- uh, uh, this times. particular pirate position was called um, a, a snatchy snatchy. Okay, a snatchy snatchy.
1: Yeah, sure. That yeah. He's snatching up
0: those ropes. He's snatching up the ropes. He's snatching, snatching up <laughs> the uh, the fish with the with the things,
1: nets maybe, nets, or even nets. hooks. <laughs>
0: And anyway, so the, uh, the not the top pirate or Navy officer, but the one right below that, what would like that be? Like yeah, his first mate Yeah, his first mate would always tell the snatchy, like, listen, <laughs> <the> boss wants <laughs> a nice dinner tonight. <laughs> he wants a slab of butter on, you know, rainbow trout. Marlin, maybe.
1: Marlon Brando. <laughs> <laughs> I got bass. You
0: got You understand? And the, the now she's like, uh-huh, <laughs> oh, uh huh. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, the first mate says something along the lines like, um, by hook, and he like pulls on the fishing line. Yeah. Or by crook. And he flicks his nose. Oh, sure. The crook of the nose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the guy's like, oh, okay. So the, the, the snatchy, you know, he he fishes, he fishes. And if he's not catching anything, he's got to dip his head into the ocean.
1: Oh, God, and yeah. And bite
0: those fish out of the water. Wow. By any means necessary, and, like, he's got to get the fish yeah. to the
1: cap. And he's like, like the mafioso guys are like in suits, (laughs) holding them over the boys, like you bite that fish, you bite that fish. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. I love that. I love that. that.
1: That's fun. And it's not right, but you know they didn't Mm. have Italian mobster suits in the 1700s.
0: Oh, all of a sudden, you're the only person that's allowed to mix time. No, periods. I just
1: think that you had, you know, you liked my idea, and then you also did what I did.
0: Well, no, listen. Everyone <laughs> in my guest still existed in the 1700s. It's just I happened to okay, give them get mafioso. Italian mafioso uh, like an accent.
1: All right, all right, that sounds good to me. But what Ryan said is not right at all. Uh, So this idiom is uh, one that we like to refer to on this show as An idiom of questionable questionable origin Picking a lot of these lately That's, what what else are there? We've done 155 episodes (laughs) And there's nothing with a real history left
0: all right, so what do you have to tell us about this one?
1: Plus, this is your you. This is your wheelhouse. You love these. Oh, I love no question bars. Yeah, yeah that's I only really started doing them because you were doing them. I'm, I was afraid.
0: I'm, no, I'm going to be coming back to them soon. I, I love it. that. I love
1: it. Yeah. Um. All right. So before I get started with the multiple origins, I want to just say that the first time that this thing is in print is believed to be around 1380. Oh shit. 1380. Right. That's a wild This ago. thing called Lollard, which mm-hmm. was the works of John Wycliffe. Right. mm Hmm. An English religious reformer who believed the church should help people live a life of evangelical poverty Boring. to intim- in- intimate, no way, imitate Christ. Christ. So, you know, like yeah. this guy is all about making people poor so they can be closer to God kind of shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Um. So... In a part of this, uh, this is just one of the, the believed to be like the first quote, one of of the first written down. uh, In a part of the book called Why Poor Priests Have No Benefice. And he said, if they should have any high sacraments or appointments from high prelates, commonly they should buy them with poor men's goods, with hook or with crook. And what does crook mean? Right. Yeah. What does it mean? I don't know. Well, oh, I meant to mention this at the top of the of my part. But, oh, to, you know. well,
0: crook is a burglar. Does too crook, is can a crook, bird be crook. too burgle, like to
1: steal? Uh, well, so, okay, right there, right? Crook, that's exactly yeah. what I was just about to say. So this whole fair or foul thing, you know, because you, yeah. you said by any means necessary, right? Yeah. But then I added on that fair or foul thing because that's like people tend to believe that this is something about like you making it happen, even if it's got to be bad, like really bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it is believed that that's kind of like a little bit mistaken. It is. It's in any means possible thing, but the whole sinister side of it is just because the word crooks in there and it reminds people of crooked or oh. a crook. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's like a burglar. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: So what does crook mean? Does it mean crooked or like a crooked
1: thing? Or Well, we're going to get to that. Oh, okay. But gonna what I, the- yeah, yeah. We're going to get there. But what I thought I would do is I'm going to just, uh, there's three Popular origins to this. And uh, there's actually more than three, but there's mm-hmm. three that came up more than others. So, so I wanna, I'm going to talk to you about these three. I'm going to kind of bang through them. So there's this thing called From Notes and Queries, and it was written by Anonymous uh, in 1850. And they said this, I have met with it somewhere, but have lost my note that hook and crook were two judges who in their day decided most unconscientiously whenever the interests of the crown were affected. And it used to be said that the king, Charles I, could get anything by hook or crook. Huh. Now keep in mind, hook and crook here have E's on the end of their names. Okay, and so, it, so here it's two
0: characters, two living people.
1: Two judges that essentially anytime something came against the crown, he'd be like... It's the crown.
0: I immediately, crown thought, of, is good. I immediately thought of Ghostbusters 2 when there was two... Ju- remember those two judge ghosts? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, they're not judges. The They're two oh. prisoners who were executed. Oh, yeah. I imagined them. Was there like hooking. a
1: bailiff ghost? Was he like, hell yeah, now? Wasn't
0: there? Really? the two guys that yeah, were executed. Okay,
1: yeah, probably.
0: But they look great. But if, for some reason, I imagined them as hooking... hooking. Uh, oh, that's good. Ooh, or in like
1: uh, in... Uh, um. Oh. Uh. The the Christmas Carol, the, the Muppets one. Oh, where you sure. Like Marley yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah Marley yeah. and Marley. Woo! <laughs> right. That's yeah, how that song great. goes. Right. <laughs> They'd be good. Yeah. Okay. I can um, see them as fucking crooks. So anyway, this, so there's this story about the two judges that would just make everything go good for the king, right? Uh, but it's too new because mm-hmm. we're seeing, you know, that first written example, which, you know, if it's written at that time, might be even earlier than that. But this this thing wasn't from, until like
0: 1850. Mm. OK, so the, yeah, So, so soon. That's new. It. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. So here's another one. Uh, so there are in Ireland, uh, there's the city of Waterford and on one side of like this channel there's this place called hookhead Mm -hmm. and on the other side there's a place called crook okay okay so yeah hook hookhead and and crook crook. yeah got it and uh back in the day oliver cromwell who seems like a real dick (laughs) (laughs) i always think of walter concrete right walter concrete isn't that wasn't he like a news anchor yeah i always think of him when i hear oliver cromwell
0: it's cause that it's cause that O that hard O sound. Yeah. Ah.
1: Yeah. So then I'm like I'm like did this guy what are you well so anyway he was reputed to have said Waterford will fall by hook or by crook.
0: Oh, okay. So he's
1: like I'm gonna get you over well, Why here. didn't he say hookhead? I'm gonna get you over here. Why didn't he say hookhead? Yeah. Probably because it's zippier this way. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. could be like. Hook crook hook crook Oliver Cromwell's coming to the hook down. <laughs> Oliver Cromwell's coming to hook. Town. Hook crook. Hook crook. Oliver Cromwell's coming to hook town. <laughs> yeah. So like he knew. It's just like it had mm. it had pep that. that yeah, yeah. Uh, Alright, yeah. I, I could see that. Um, so I was like, okay, so it's believed that he might have said that, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I was just like, um, since I don't know anything about Oliver Cromwell, I was like, Did Oliver Cromwell ever invade Ireland, you know? Yeah. And apparently the city of Waterford was besieged twice in the Cromwellian conquest of Ireland. Oh, and when was this? That was... 1800s. 1649. Yeah. And then again in 1650. Oh, okay. It was besieged twice.
0: Oh.
1: Yeah. But again, the overall problem with this one is that it's too new. Even if Crome said it which crummy. is kind of it's not like yeah it seems it seems like an urban myth or a back formation okay. that, that that's where it came from all right yeah. so there's a third one too this is the one that I find to be they have the most merit okay all right there was this custom in medieval England where um, the king or the royalty or whatever would allow peasants to take firewood from the royal forest Hmm. And whatever dead wood that they could pull down from, like down the trees, with either a shepherd's hook uh, or cut with a reaper's bill hook, they mm-hmm. were allowed to take with them. Mm-hmm. So that's basically it. You come in the rural forest, take as much firewood as you want because you're poor, and I don't yeah. care. You know, yeah, I mean? yeah, It's like a, it's like a, a little kickback it makes people forget about taxes. And sure, shit. Yeah, yeah, right. Free, free firewood. Yeah. Okay. But there was like a, there was a. Um, an exception or uh that about like if if you were ever caught or, or like if the trees ever seemed like they were cut out of reach of an ordinary man then you would you could you risk losing your privileges so keep in mind you were thinking of like you know how the shepherd's got the staff mm-hmm. and he's like, eh. so you're allowed to reach up that high yeah but i guess if you like go beyond I guess if they feel like if you're going up higher into the trees and taking like Higher tree branches and stuff like that—they're gonna be like, "That's it, you no know, more wood for you." Huh? Yeah. Okay. So, what do you think about that?
0: <laughs> it's uh, yeah. You know, why do they have such a problem with taking the wood that's uh, that's high up?
1: I guess they figure they're like, we're kind of giving you a lot of wood here. Yeah. I mean, like, cause You're that's, getting like, greedy. You know, like the staff is high up there. Yeah. I can get you up there. I get it. Okay. Sure. But I guess you know what? Maybe. It c- I would love to get back into the head of like environmentalists back then. They'd be like, "Sir, the royal forest must not have anything crooked above nine feet high, or the forest will not regenerate in the upcoming year."
0: What fucking environmentalists! <laughs> in no, but like, what if? Like, what if
1: there was like real? Like, they were really thinking about stuff. Maybe. I mean, you, more likely, the king's Ooh. like, "Let them take the shit wood off. It's gonna. It's a fire hazard anyway." <laughs> Actually, it's probably that. It's probably good that they're cleaning up all the yeah, shit really on the ground. Using them. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like goats. Yeah. When you want goats to eat some of your trash. Cans.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a, a myth. They actually just eat the glue on the wrappers uh, on the cans. That's true. That's Interesting. You ever, they're always eating cans in cartoons. I know. <laughs> and in my head, in my dreams and stuff. Yeah, they just want that sweet glue. <laughs> <laughs> Which I understand. Yeah, yeah
0: I could see sleeping I mean, you know, on animals, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, so okay. anyway, to give you an idea, an example of one of these arrangements, I have from you here a petition from the town of Bodeman in Cornwall to King Henry mm-hmm, the Eighth, circa one. the 1530s. Mm-hmm. So we're, it's kind of far back, right? Quite. Said inhabitants have used to have common pasture with all manner of beasts and common fuel in a wood called Dinmuir Wood, a mile from said town that is to say with hook and with crook to lop and crop and to carry away upon their backs and none other ways the same prior hath within this fifteenth year caused the said wood to be enclosed and gates locked so that said inhabitants have much labor and pain going to and from said wood to fetch therefore said fuel and thereby utterly excluded from their said common and pasture. Jesus. They done fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically, this is an example. Like they they wrote to the king, and then we were like, yo, you we've been doing using this forest for 15 years, and all of a sudden you built gates all around it and locked it up. Like mm. what Yeah, what the fuck? Well, it's most likely a situation like this where they got greedy. They uh-huh. started cutting stuff too high. Things too high, yeah. And, you know, they take away the privilege. Now, that being said, it it doesn't mean that it's actually... He it could just be a dick.
0: See, yeah. like, why am I giving this shit away for free? Uh, he is a king. I mean, kings yeah. are traditionally uh, yeah. D-heads.
1: Right, right. Um. So, even though this one... This is one of like the earliest ones like people could find. It was like, 1530s, which is still pretty old, mm-hmm. but that original um, writing was back from like 1300. Sure. So it's like, yeah, it could have just taken a while or whatever. To get in the print. It could. So it, it's again, this, this big gap in time. And uh, that's why, like, nobody can really exactly pin it down. Yeah. But for me, it's Albert's Gold Choice.
0: That's the one. That's
1: the one. Um, now, I thought I would just kind of like ask myself the question you might be asking yourself which is and and ryan kind of brought up earlier is what the hell are hooks and crooks actually right so it's believed that when in this saying it's referring to something called a bill hook which is a chopper with a hooked end used for pruning like you know they kind of still have yeah those right you
0: know what they Mm
1: -hmm. look like actually in the old pictures they look like a fleur de Sure. Yeah. Right. That shape. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna, yeah. And, and in fact, actually, this is what people. Um, this is like an old medieval.
0: Let uh, me see here. Oh yeah, this sketch, guy. You know, this guy's this guy's body is real normal. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: Like his ghostly hood. That's fun. That's pretty fun. But you see the shape of it. Yeah, I see. Yeah, it. it's kind of like that. So that's what they. That's what a lot of people think it's the references to when you talk about um, by hook and by crook. And then it is popularly believed that the. Crook is like we said before, is like a shepherd's staff, like you see in like the old like biblical stuff. They're like, Oh, my sheep is running away. Yeah. You know, or you pull you off a stage if you're doing bad, that kind of thing, you know? <laughs> that, that, yeah, so traditional hook, that, yeah. classic hook. Yeah, bugs bunny hook. Yes. However, the primary meaning of crook is a tool or instrument of hooked form. Okay, so... So... They're just, like, different sizes? Perhaps the second... Like, so when you say hook and crook, because they both have a hook form, that shape, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. is merely reinforcing and rhyming with the first Ah. of hook, which would make this a case of... Rhyming Reduplicated rhyming phrase.
0: Reduplicated rhyming
1: phrase. Reduplicated rhyming phrase. Okay. Which, so... I
0: didn't see that coming. Me neither. Very surprised.
1: So, you know... It's 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 You can take that to the bank. It's believed that the the hook and the crook are actually the same tool. Oh. And you're just you're just punching it in there in case a cop pulls you over. It's like you said hook or crook. (laughs) Okay. That's yeah. So that's uh Good That is a wrap on the hook and the crook.
0: That was fascinating. And now anytime I watch the prisoner, I'm gonna think. Dude, you every, oh, by the way, I'm think about everyone listening at home, hunters.
1: go and watch The Prisoner at, on the BBC and because I need someone else to watch it so I can talk to with no one has, has watched it with me I've yet. never even heard of it. Dude, so. it's
0: so great. Send us an email. Don't be an idiom at gmail.com if you have heard of it or if you're, you're going to start watching it. it.
1: And you and I'll give you my personal phone number so we can talk about it. Oh, I don't think you want that. But I'm only on like episode four, so like, do not tell me who number one is. <laughs> and I'll be seeing you.
0: <laughs> All right, that's the countdown. Thanks for tuning in today. Welcome to season four. Uh, we appreciate you sticking around to the end. And it's good to um, be back. Yeah, it's good to be back. Feel free to hit us up on email or Instagram True. or and, Venmo. Uh, or Venmo, You just send <laughs> us a Venmo for a new MacBook Pro. And until next time, don't, don't be, be an, an idiot. idiot.
1: Fascism, fascism, traffic, JK Rowling and her anti-trans manifesto